Greetings, adventurers. I am not your dungeon master. I am a player this week, and my name is Michael DeMauro. My pronouns are he, him. With me this week, Mike Bachman. Hey, my name's Mike Bachman. My pronouns are he, him. It's great to be here. We have a special guest, M. Hello, I am M. Ervelina, and my pronouns are they and also she. And Steven Garcia. Hey, my name is Steven Garcia. My pronouns are he, him. Steven, I hear you're going to be our dungeon master for this evening. That's that's what I'm told. I, oh, I mean, God. Here we go. I, I am, and I'm, I'm, very, I'm very excited since... Uh, Greetings, adventurers. The artist formerly known as, as Drunks and Dragons was the first D&D podcast I ever listened to and and got me to start playing D&D. So being here, you know, DMing is, is kind of cool. Now, Steven, you have a podcast of your own. Is that correct? I do. Please tell me about that. I do. And Emma's on it with me. Really? No way. Yeah. How did this happen? <laughs> <laughs> Who could say? Who could say? The hand of God. Well, I DM the Fae Forge Academy podcast, mm-hmm. uh, which we release weekly on Fridays. Uh, it's started as a magic school story. Uh, it has gone into the larger world at this point. It's been going on for three and a half years now. And Tim Tim actually was our very first guest that we ever had on the podcast. So Nika, Nika as well has been in some uh, special holiday-themed one-shots. Awesome. Uh, that are canon in the world, and and so uh, did you kill them both? Uh, no, they're they're both they they're both alive in canon. I do I do have a tendency to kill guests, but <laughs> but in my defense, in my defense, every guest that I've killed has specifically said, "Stephen, can I die in the podcast?" Yeah, yeah. Can I can I come on and canonically kill Tim's character? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Done. <laughs> and so, Em, you're you're on. The podcast as well. I am. I am a uh, late joiner uh, to Faith Forge Academy. I think it's been what a year, year and a half or so. Year and a half. Yeah. Uh, I started as a guest, um, and then much like a barnacle or a fungus, uh, Stephen <laughs> struggled to get rid of me. <laughs> when when guests when guests don't ask to die, they just stay in our <laughs> cast permanently. They actually have to ask to die. That's the only way they can get out. <laughs> Now, Steven also edits Dear Internet. That's true. So he has to put up with my shenanigans uh, quite a bit. Um, So hopefully there isn't too much payback tonight. (laughs) Every year, the Better Adventurers Bureau Incorporated gives out ranks to each Adventurers Guild and places them in different tiers based on the contracts that they have completed and the renown they claim. The guilds that have the best year are promoted to the higher tier where they compete for higher monster contracts and achieve greater glory. With every budding adventurer hoping to be a part of a guild that can one day claim to be the baby champion of the realm. The Red Dragons Adventurers Guild, a once respected and locally loved guild who has fallen on hard times for the past 15 or so years, is held together by locals to keep the guild afloat, but has found some hope as two of the world's most famous bards, Mac Elhenny and Ryren Holds, have invested in the Adventurers Guild. One of the things they first did was to bring in some new adventures, the three of you. Wonderful. So I am playing Maya Jin, an elven druid, five feet eight inches tall, sun-kissed skin, typical pointy ears, green hair, and from her waist hangs this glass object, which to an untrained eye might look like a vase, but there's a small stem that comes out from it. Oh, and she, on either hip, has a wickedly curved scimitar strapped. I am playing a human 
fighter barbarian cleric rogue wizard named Borf Fucko. We're bringing it out. Canonical Borf Fucko. Uh, looks nowhere near as put together. Um, uh, Borf, Borf has not really, uh, has not really spent a lot of time dedicating, uh, dedicating himself to any one particular, uh, uh, skill set and has just acquired things. It's kind of like an equipment hoarder, equipment and skill hoarder, if you will. And you just see just random knickknacks and things hanging off every like surface of his body. Uh, he's got just different various tools and things. Some you recognize, some you don't. And that's that's Borf. I am playing Borda, a dragonborn monk uh, from the local temple. He's an older dragonborn. He's been around the block, and uh, he just kind of wears tattered red robes. And uh, he's a red dragon, uh, dragonborn, and it's just he likes red, I guess is what I've realized as I'm saying this sentence. Does he have a, does he have a tail? <sighs> I, you know what? I respect Steven too much to take that decision. Steven, Dragonborns and Drunkeros, well, actually, no, they don't have tails, right? It's just, nope, just, just that Tom, one. Just that one. Yeah. <laughs> but he was a different color dragon. Though. Yeah, he's got a tail. I, I, I'd like to point out that Michael said initially that he respects Steven too much to make that decision and then made that decision. Yeah. So did yeah. he never respect him enough or did the respect level change mid-sentence? It's that his res- my respect for him stayed exactly where it was, but my excitement level just skyrocketed. And I was like, nah, I've got to tell. Amazing. Maya Jin, Borfucko, and Barada. Borada. You've got to roll the R's. Borada. So you, you three have been brought in to the Red Dragon Adventurers Guild. Since you've been brought in, the year has been wildly successful, with only one other Adventurers Guild in your tier, the Black Magpies, equaling kind of your your output, completing contracts, defeating monsters. Their top adventurer is Langstaff the Dark Wizard. <sighs> He's the worst. <sighs> As the year has come to a close, you all have one more shot at a contract. If you guys complete this, the Red Dragons will be promoted, where more glory can be had. For the three of you and the guild as a whole. That would mean so much to this town. <laughs> a mystery creature has been tormenting the village of Rexford, and rumor has it that Langstaff is going to come and try and fulfill the contract before you. There's a few things about this town that you all have been in before. It's kind of a small working class town. The outskirts are surrounded by farms. It's kind of nestled in this nice little forested area. There's an old mine that doesn't really get used that much anymore. It used to be used to mine various gemstones. But it's kind of fallen by the wayside, not much left in there to mine. There's the turf pub and inn, the main inn in this small village, and there's a mill. So as you arrive, only knowing that there's some mystery creature tormenting this village, what do the three of you do? Kill it. Well, we got to go to the turf first. Get a pint, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, I was drinking on the way here, but yeah, that's fine. Yeah, you two can keep drinking. That's fine. I'm just going to chill out here for a while and I cast produce flame and I light the joint that's hanging out of the side of my mouth and take a massive hit oh my it's gonna be one of those adventures I see oh my god can you teach me that yeah alright so the trick is to inhale as deep as you can <laughs> oh yeah that too that too wait what <laughs> the fire the fire the fire oh no I can't teach you that you have to 
really want to blaze it. Uh, well, I'll work on my discipline, and I'll uh, hopefully I'll want it as much as you do. I don't know. You and you had those spicy beans the other night. You were producing flames. <laughs> no? Uh. <laughs> That's right. So as you make it to the turf pub and inn, you're greeted by a little gnome. Shaggy, sandy blonde hair. It's a little disheveled, but it looks like almost on purpose a little bit. As you open the door and enter this place, it's like a shrine to the Red Dragon Adventurers Guild. There's old swords hung up on the wall with little plaques about who wielded it, what monster they slayed, all sorts of stuff like that all over the pub. And seeing the three of you, he appears and he goes, the three of you in my pub? Oh my, oh, d- please, what, what can I get for you? A, a, a pint, uh, some food? Uh, what can I do for the three of you? Yes. Oh my god, food, all the food, so much food. What food do you have? We have, we have, uh, uh, chips and crisps and we have all sorts of things. Um, uh, buffalo wings, we've got burgers, there's some dried fruit. What, what are you interested in? I, like, flick a single gold piece on the table and I'm already behind the bar just filling my arms with chips. (laughs) <laughs> Perfect. I'm 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 glad you found that. Um yeah, that that should cover the the chips, please. Um but but really actually this this is on me. It's such a privilege to have real red dragons in I throw my arm around him and go, "Oh, you're a, a proper fan, aren't you? Aren't you, lad?" Oh, very much. I I mean, I've I've watched you this whole season, been su- supporting you, cheering you on. I even went to to some of your uh Kind of your your great. There was a Drake that you fought um, ah, a, few, right. a few months back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't remember that. It was it was incredible. I mean, I mean the way the three of you worked. Oh, uh, that was that uh, that was the rapping one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that one. I take out a marker and I sign his forehead. There you go, lad. Never washing that off. Never washing that off. Uh, anyways, I'm I'm Wayne Jones. Do you want me to frame that forehead for you? Uh, how 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 would you? Do do that. Yeah, there's a. It's it's gonna require a little removal. Oh, don't do it, lad. I think maybe he's. Try, I've seen him do this trick before. It's not pretty. No, I think I'll just I'll just I'll just not wash my head ever again in my life. Okay, but it's gonna stink. Yeah, but I. I'd, and both honestly, both ways it would stink. So yeah, he yeah. doesn't. He doesn't look like he washes all that much. Yeah, uh, I mean. We don't have a lot of a good water pressure here anyway, so. Whoa, for real? Yeah, but like hopefully the Red Dragon Adventures, maybe y'all, y'all will get promoted and then and then we'll like business will be booming and, and I can, you know, shower more than once a month. I put my finger up to his lips and I go, oh, we're going to get promoted. Well, I, I hope so, because because uh, Langstaff, Langstaff's been here for two days already. I push my finger against his mouth harder. Langstaff's been here for two days already. It's all about positive thinking. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Now, thank you for this third beer. Have you have you seen? Have, what is what are we doing here again? Does anyone remember? What we're doing here? Yeah, we gotta kill something. A Drake? Yes, the, the dra- rapping Drake. The rapping Drake. Yes. Well, y- that's actually you already s- solved that. Oh, that oh um, we are efficient. Well done, lads. Red dragons. Woo! All right. Well, that was easier than normal. Well, well, no, that's, see, the, the the problem is that there's, you know, we've got some outlying farms, Aye. and there's been something. About two weeks ago, we're not sure what it was. Like trashed one of the whole the whole fences, and and some cattle got out, and you know the whole thing, and it was a big deal. Um, and a few nights later, before we could get all the cattle back, we found some of the cattle with like very very large bites out, oh. of, out of it, and that's not ideal because we need the livestock, you know, to be alive yeah. oh so the bites were fatal yeah yeah it was like it was like the whole torso was like removed and that killed it i i, I mean i i guess i'm i'm not a veterinarian so mm. who's to say more like um, dead stock red dragons yeah um but but yeah so we we as, as a town we we pitched together to to pay for a contract um to hopefully have some adventurers like like you guys, uh, you know, solve the the problem because uh, really most of us are completely incompetent commoners with stats of eight. Cool. So something's eating your livestock. Well, yeah, and then and then actually, just like like I think it was two days ago, uh, we had we had well we I should say we ha- had a mill in town. Whoa! What happened to your mill? Well, I I. This is just me kind of using some 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 simple logic, but I assume it was a similar creature to the one that like destroyed the fencing and all that stuff and took the big bites out of 
the cattle because were there it, bites taken out of your mill? Well, no, just like it's just like destroyed, like pretty much knocked up. Like there's still some wood there, but it's instead of like hold on, backup. Were the livestock destroyed? Yeah, I, I'd like to take you back to the 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 torso missing. That would be. But that that's would, a bite. So one's a destroy and one's a bite. These are two separate monsters, I think. Well, I guess you're the you're the adventurer, so you would know you would know better than me. So that's a good point. Did it destroy it with bites? <laughs> I guess I I guess I'm really starting to question everything that I know because because maybe but maybe not, and maybe it is two maybe it is two creatures. I don't know if we can afford two creatures. This is what happens when you assume. Well, the creatures are free. It's killing the creatures that costs money. Yeah, that's well, that's that's what I mean. And so, like, if if we can't afford to pay someone to kill the creatures, then I guess I guess we just die. Cool. Well, we'll kill one of them for you. Yeah. Okay. And then we'll see how it goes from there. All right. Well. We operate on a no commitment clause. Nobody. What is it we say? No, nobody. Nobody, no ma, madi, money. Yeah. Oh, you guys are. It's so cool having having you you guys here. In it's this. a great honor for you, truly. I I know you, I know I know I don't want to impose anymore. I know you already signed my forehead, but maybe would you would you like sign sign the bar, or you could like carve your name somewhere, and it really any 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 way you feel like you could leave your mark. You want a um, picture? Yeah. Cameras haven't been invented yet, so we can't do that. You, you, boy, charcoal sketch boy over there, come, come here. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm a son retainer here as a as a charcoal sketcher. What's your name? Uh, Jimothy. Ah, Jimothy. Take your time, Jimothy. Langstaff won't take. We'll take. It's fine. We don't need to rush. That's so. I, the 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 calm and 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 poise that you all have is just like. Really, it's inspiring as this little, this little like goblin child is is sketching you. Well, you don't get to our tier by being a ding dong. Uh, I mean, some of the like higher tiers would would say maybe that's not true, but I suppose. What should we do, mates? I think we should just go start looking for things with bites out of it. The little goblin holds up his sandwich. Hey, it's the, I think it's been here and I eat the sandwich. Oh, that was my, oh, that was my, okay. Bartender, get this boy a sandwich. Maybe I'm the monster. If you think about it, aren't we all the monsters? No. Oh, okay. Uh, mill or farm, what do, what do we think? Kind of want to see these cows with, with the... Yeah, that'd be sick. Okay. Now come, Borda! <laughs> As you leave the turf, you hear in the background this little kid who did the charcoal sketch and a few other patrons. They're all like, they're all sort of gathered around, like whispering, like, oh, "Can you believe they were just here? I can't believe it. they're going to save our town." Hopefully, hopefully Langstaff doesn't ruin anything. And so, as you head out, you make your way through this small village. It's a twenty-minute walk from one side of the village to the other. It's not a, not a big place. Off to your west, you see what was this mill. It's pretty decimated. There's there's like a few walls standing. There's like large holes in it, like stuff just kind of torn up, wood thrown about. But as you keep walking further north, you get to where there's a couple of farms. 
from the path that you're on with the trees surrounding and sort of enclosing this village the center of these three farms you can see what was once sort of like a like a cattle pen where about half of it so probably about 40 to 50 feet of this like wood fencing has just been like trampled through there's an incredible amount of things like flies are just kind of buzzing around especially the closer you get working on the fence just at one end is a the Goliath. I mean, very stereotypical Goliath look. He works on a farm. He uses uses his big old muscles. He's trying to to kind of like tie together some of this wood to get it back to standing. His shoulders are slumped with with sort of a defeated look. And as you approach, he just kind of looks at you and then and then keeps getting back to work. Ah, chin up, lad. What do we got going on here? What? No, I hi, hello. If you're feeling down, my friend Maya will set you straight. I got that good stuff. Is that good stuff like bringing bringing my livelihood back to life? No, but you won't care anymore. Yeah. Well, well. I mean, we can like also kill the monster that ate your cows. We're also we're we're so down for that. Oh, but we got to see those fucked up cows first, though. Oh yeah, like right now. Yeah. Do you know what entered your cows? No, no, it, no. The the contract. I assume that you are here for would have specified what it was if we if we had known all right don't, don't be a dick about it i'm, I'm sorry i'm sorry no that is that is uh, it's, monster it's, bite your manners too it might have it's it's just it's been a it's been a hard it's been a hard couple weeks just trying to piece our life back together and you know anyways the, the some of the some of the cattle and he just he just kind of points a little beyond the fence when you look out over this field in the clearing that's where like the flies are thickest. There's just like this thick clouds of like gnats and flies and mosquitoes just hovering. Well, that's probably the closest one if you want to go investigate. Go on, Borf. All right, off we go. Let's go check out this wagyu. Let's well, stay here, Borf. You go ahead. As you approach this cow, its whole torso is basically gone. It's basically like head and shoulders and haunches. Everything else is is gone. If you want to know more, you can make a uh, perception or a I'd say survival check. I'm going to make a perception. Okay. Not not a survival. Perception's all right. 30. <laughs> uh, that's going to be a 14. 14. As you approach Borf, the way that this cattle has been dismembered is is really just shocking. If it was a single bite, you're honestly a little bit concerned because it's like swallow each of you whole sort of, sort of bite size. But the closer you look, it actually looks like there are a large number of small injuries that created this larger look. And Maya, as you watch Borf walk up, kind of in your more relaxed state than your average person, you look kind of towards the fence that you just saw. You notice that there are tracks that aren't cattle tracks. They're like feet, humanoid feet, but they are like if someone wore size 32 shoes. Bigger than like Goliath feet? Yes. Okay. Yes. And the weight that would be associated with whatever creature has feet that size uh, is significant in that the footprints are very indented into the ground. And there are definitely more than one set of footprints, but they're perfectly single file everywhere they go. Check this out. Look at this big fucking footprint. You would think a thing such as this would have a big mouth, not a little mouth that took lots of little bites. But, But wait, look, it's like... It's like each of these prints has been, like, stepped in multiple times? Maybe the monster's feet have feet. Whoa. 
That's spooky. Hmm. There's just one set of tracks in the sand. Oh, which way do they go? That way. Can we follow these tracks? Which way do they go, Stephen? Well, since you all you all are familiar with the, the town of Rexford, uh, they go off in the direction of the old mine. Whoa, they're like going towards the mine. Do you think the monster lives in the mine? It's a good place for a monster. Dork? Rocks? A third thing? Mm, yes, let's, uh... I mean, I guess let's let's go get it. That's the spirit barf. So as you follow this line of tracks, they do lead to this mine. You can you can tell that there is some rubble that has uh, recently been moved or disturbed. There are small splotches of blood, particularly by the top where most of the rubble has been moved, and almost like created a larger entrance than was originally there. Almost like something large would be hitting its head regularly until it fit. <laughs> The tunnels, as you look in, are dark. The, like, sort of wooden posting around, like, some of the wood is looking like it's starting to rot. Outside of those footprints, at least initially, nothing stands out really starkly to you. I want to light up my flame tongue greatsword. I got to speak its word, and its word is just, ah! <laughs> so, <laughs> the greatsword lights up. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey everybody, Bachman here. And hey, I get it. Erectile dysfunction is a sensitive topic, and it's difficult visiting a doctor to talk about it because if you go outside, everyone will see you're not hard. Thankfully, through Hims, you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. Hims is changing men's healthcare by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. Answer a series of questions on their site, and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you for free. No insurance needed. The process is simple and online, so you can skip all the hard stuff. Save that for your pants. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com greetings. That's H-I-M-S dot greetings for your personal ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash greetings. Let's get hard together. Hard mints are chewable compounded products which are not approved or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. My favorite spring takeaway, especially after doing taxes, is cleaning out my dang monthly bills that I don't need. When I do my taxes and I go through the lines, I'm like, I spent how much on an MMO I'm not playing? At the end of the month, where does all my dang money go? I can tell you right now that with Mint Mobile, my money is not wasted at all on wireless. I've lowered my wireless bill so cheap, so valuable with Mint Mobile. You know it. A couple years ago, Jennifer and I switched. Pfft, 
We haven't looked back. I, I, what else am I going to tell you? It just works. I did it. I switched. And I'll tell you what, whenever I go through my bank statements, that wireless bill, mwah, compared to what I was paying before, I scream in heavens and I, I do a dance. All right. I'll do a little dance. You should also say bye to your overpriced wireless plans. Get rid of those jaw dropping bills, especially because Mint Mobile is here to rescue you. They have premium wireless plans that start at just 15 bucks a month. On top of that, all the plans come with high-speed data, unlimited talk and text, and it's all on the nation's largest 5G network. Whoa. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer in your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, Go to mintmobile.com slash greetings. That's mintmobile.com slash greetings. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash greetings. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fee, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Feeling like you're stuck, can't breathe, or that you could explode at any moment? Life is stressful, and whenever it becomes too much to carry, lighten the load with therapy. Recently, I've had life throw a lot at me, and instead of bottling it up like I normally do and keeping it to myself, I started therapy, and now that weight feels lifted off my chest. If you think it's time to let therapy do the heavy lifting, reach out to BetterHelp. It's entirely online, so it's therapy that's convenient, flexible, and perfectly suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and then you're free to message, video, or phone call your therapist whenever you need. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash dragons to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash dragons. I look for signs of dark wizards. Uh, Give me an arcana check. Oh, I'm really bad at that. I hit a a three. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I I can do guidance (laughs) on you. (laughs) <laughs> roll d4 then add it to that three great eight like literally everything is a sign of a dark wizard <laughs> <laughs> oh no the, the the way the rocks are placed you're 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 certain that they're they're dark sigils and he's been here i know it i can feel it in me bones which 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 way did he go i think inside whoa you think yes i do Borf, as you as your sword sword lights up, I'm, I'm assuming it gives off like twenty feet of of light. Uh, bright light for a forty foot radius, and dim light for an additional forty feet. Nice, it's fancy fancy ass sword. Yeah, so as that light sort of flickers down this hallway, what you can tell is at least initially it opens up into a larger larger room, but you can't see, see beyond that. It looks like sort of a, a staging room where where miners would would potentially start going deeper into the ground. Oh, it's a youth center. <laughs> Borida goes, hold on. And then he finishes his drink because obviously he's carrying a drink. And then he burps and he goes, I'm ready. And then he pours himself another drink from a bag. Classic bag drink. Like a camel back, you know? All right, let's go. What order are you all 
walking in here. Uh, I'm last. I'm just going to walk in. So I guess maybe first, unless someone else tries to get in front of me. I'm last because I'm stubbing out my joint on the rock outside the cave. Because I'm like, fire hazard. (laughs) As I'm carrying a giant flaming sword. (laughs) As I pull out my scimitar and I speak the the magic word, which is blaze it. And I light it up with fire as well. Oh, hell yeah. Do you both have this sword? Where's your fire weapon, Boradar? Boradar, did you not bring your fire weapon to the cave? Boradar breathes fire. I am the weapon. Shit. Yeah, no, no, that, no, that's super cool. I forgot about that. That's really cool. So, Boreda, I would like you to roll me a perception check. Uh, 13. So as you walk, looking for signs of dark wizards everywhere, you take a step, and right before you get into this large room, you hear a little click, and I need you to make a deck save. Well, that actually pretty good. Uh, 17. As you hear that click, your your monk instincts kick in quickly, as two bolts come flying from kind of further into the room directly towards you. You can narrate how you dodge those or what you do with those. I imagine it would be something akin to when he steps on the thing, he actually trips a little bit and accidentally lunges forward and the arrows just innocently pass over his head. He doesn't even necessarily notice. All right, where are we? So you're going to Mr. Magoo your way through this. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so, uh, Borf and Maya, you you too see these bolts come and kind of into the tunnel that you're in. They clang, just clang against the wall and drop towards your feet. Oh, shit. Free free bolts. Oh, it does come from. I check for traps. (laughs) You see the trap that you just that you just tripped. There it is. So further in. As you as you enter this large room, it seems like at least at a quick glance, that was the one trap, just just a simple trap getting in here. There's a few things that stand out to you. This room is sort of two tiered. So you're on sort of an upper level. There is an elevator like contraption, very mechanical in nature that goes down about 30 feet to a level below. And that's where the mines sort of break off into separate shafts. At this top level, there are some tables and boxes of old supplies. You see like a pickaxe that's like mostly rusted. The handle has almost rotted away. But on the table, there are a few plates of food partially eaten and not as old as nearly everything else in this in this room. The other thing that you you notice, not sure which one of the tunnels, but echoing through is this like symphony of growls that reverberate off all the walls, almost feeling like there's got to be whatever creature or creatures there are 20 or 30 of them different pitches and tones and very aggressive towards whatever it is making those growls at what do y'all think is happening probably just some lighthearted fun nah i'm kidding it's probably bad should, should we go should we go in swinging i i think that maybe it's the dark wizard growling like that so let's get him Yep. Can I stealth? Yep. Give me a stealth check. Uh, 21. Maya and Barada, do you stealth along with, with Borf, or are you just kind of walking? I'm just strolling. How does stealth work when I'm holding a giant, blindingly bright sword? <laughs> ah, that's a great question. <laughs> you're, hi- you're hiding it behind your back. Okay. okay. All <laughs> stealth. 17. Look at that. Once you get down, you, you take this, this old rusted elevator it kind of cranks slowly down kind of jams for a moment you hear the, the mechanisms kind of pushing against each other and it pops and starts starts moving again uh really comforting stuff 
uh, if you're into elevators. Once you get down to this lower level, you can kind of see one of these paths has been used significantly more recently than the others. These large footprints kind of everywhere, back and forth, going to and from. Maya, as you as you walk along, your two friends seem to almost vanish from your sight into the shadows. Oh. As you approach, you overhear some talking coming from down that hall. In between all of the, the this symphony of growling, a voice you've heard before. It's the Dark Wizard Langstaff. I knew it! You have one more job to do tomorrow, and you'll get to eat as much as you want. But I need you to stay quiet and stay here tonight. No one can know that I'm in charge of you. Do not leave the mines. And then you hear... Raggy? (laughs) (laughs) You you ate like seven cows. Should be plenty. Uh, Do you think we should kill the wizard? I think we should kill him. It's not in the contract, but uh, I mean, I do love to kill wizards. Yeah, it's still fun. Who says we can't just do it for a goof? <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's let's kill the wizard as a bit. <laughs> yeah, we sneak. Let's sneak over to that wizard. So as you as you continue down this hall, you can hear that that conversation happening. You come to another opening. Before you even get there, it just smells of like rotting flesh. Burns your nostrils. It's it's so thick. You see a classic green arcane glow from this room as well. And Maya, you're the f- first one to to kind of step through as the other two are sneaking along. The thing that stands out to you is not a dark wizard. It's not the glowing lights. It's this massive abomination of a creature that is torso upon torso upon torso, legs and arms as well, sewn together. It's about 20 feet long. It's probably, in your estimation, 15 ogre torsos sewn together. And at the top is one ogre and you can kind of see where they're stitched together there's different heads kind of facing different directions but one is in charge and in one of its many arms this ogre peed no steven no not an ogre peed steven (laughs) (laughs) has different pieces of of a cow in each of its hands and it's just like kind of chomping at different heads all along this itself i turn around and i walk back out of the room past them this is pretty fucked up and that's coming from me. Borf, go look at that. Oh, God. Uh, that's gross. Yeah. I mean, I, it kind of seems like it's a technicality that they're calling this one creature. Look at all the nipples, though. Oh, my God. I had, you know, I, you know, I was looking right at him and I didn't see him. Just all the way down. I can't stop looking at them. And like in places you wouldn't expect them to be. Is that a cow udder? We must end this creature now. Why don't you all roll me initiative real quick? 15. I got 11. I uh, plus three and I rolled a two. Okay. You're not technically in combat yet, but I wanted to get this, the initiative down. Maya, as you all decide that you are going to take care of this beautiful creature, what do you do? How far away is the ogrepeed from the entrance of this room? About 30 feet away. Sweet. Um, then I walk into the room and I go... Fuck. Uh, and I misty step in a puff of smoke um, over to the other side of the ogrepede and draw my uh, my flame sword. Okay. I think that even though I can cast it, it will still... Oh no, actually, it's a, it's a bonus action. I lied. So I'm still going to take my attack. I just identify some limbs that need chopping... And and I and I go for it. One of the one of the heads that's kind of where a shoulder should be looks at you as you as you as you misty step, um, 
and gives out this mm, yuck. That's a fourteen to hit. A fourteen hits. Beautiful. So twenty points of damage. Five of those are non-fire, and fifteen of those are are fire damage. And since that's only a one hand, I'll, I'm going to attack with my off hand as well, um, with my other non-flaming scimitar. Ew, that's going to be an eight to hit. Uh, that will not hit. Boo. So, yeah, I take one flaming swing at this monstrosity uh, and make singeing contact. And I'm just so grossed out pulling my blade out that I, like, go with the other one. But it's more of, like, a smack than it is a hit. And I, I do not do any damage. Beautiful. It growls out in fear. And as you are the only thing that it can currently see and knows about, it is going to take a slam attack. Which is an 18 to hit. Yeah. It sort of rears up, and some of the legs are like flailing as it rears back and just slams down into you. Uh, does 12 bludgeoning damage. Uh, and then as it slams down, it also, one of its heads reaches out to try to bite you. Gross. For a 26. To hit? Yeah. Yeah. That's so much. That's way too much. It's got a lot of mouths. It's good at biting things. 17 piercing damage. So so a total of 29 damage is what you're telling me. Yeah, nice and easy. Okay. And with that, Borf, it is your turn. Uh, so the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to rage, but I'm going to do it quietly. It's going to be kind of like, you know, like a biting, biting my lip and <clears throat> because I don't want to break stealth. Are you wearing armor, uh, Borreda? I am not. All right, I'm going to touch you. Uh, and give you mage armor. Mm-hmm. What does uh, what's that give me? I don't know. Fuck it. No, uh, your uh, tar- your base AC becomes thirteen plus your dex. Nice. Please tell me that's worse than your, your actual armor class. Well, but it's plus my dex, right? So yeah, yeah. Is your dex good? My dex is plus six. Perfect. So that would make my armor class a nineteen. That's really good, and I knew that going into this. That's my turn. Borida, as it is your turn, you feel that magic from mage armor. You hear the screeches of this ogre and Maya fighting uh, from about 30 feet in, into this cavern. I charge in like an absolute loon. I scream and run, and I just start throwing punches like an idiot. <laughs> I'll start with an unarmed strike. Oh, I beefed it real bad. That's an eight. That does not hit. Your first punch into it it's like just a, a lump of dead flesh that doesn't <laughs> just kind of ripples but then i'm gonna attack again and i'm gonna flurry blows that's a 20 to hit oh uh, that hits yay uh so that does uh that actually is eight damage nice and then i'm gonna spend a key point and flurry blows um so it punches two it punches two more times wow great uh that is 23 that hits. And a 25. That hits. Um, that is a total of 10 more damage. I love a nice round number. And at the top of the round, Maya, as you as you just kind of walked in singularly focused and Borida also just ran straight for this creature, you hear that voice of Langstaff the Dark Wizard. No, no, you found me. You will never escape my beautiful creation. Make sure they do not leave this cave and... He starts to run, kind of gets basically to the entrance of where you two just ran in. So, Borf, you will see him right in front of you. But, Maya, it is your turn. Borf! Don't let that guy leave! 
<laughs> I, I, I start to yell and I remember I'm stealthed and I'm like, <laughs> I got him. Never, um, never mind who's Borf. So seeing that this guy's got hella legs, I'm like, oh, okay. Is that how you want to play it? Let's do it. Let's duke it out. And I wild shape into this massive green horse. <laughs> That's it for now. Now I'm a horse. You're a horse. So one of the arms uh, right next to you, Bortha, as you as you take take these swings at it, kind of flails at you and tries to hit you. For I believe with that mage armor, this will not hit a fifteen. No, it does not. One of the mouths tries to bite back at this war horse that just appeared. Uh, that's a twenty-three. Oh yeah, no, that 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 hits the horse. And that does 17 more piercing damage to the warhorse. It's fine. Horse horse still standing. And with that, it is Borf's turn. As Langstaff the Dark Wizard appears right in front of you. You are still stealth. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this guy's this guy's gonna get fucked up. Um <laughs> so yeah, I add it from stealth, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, and make an attack. With my uh, flame tongue greatsword, remember that thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, which does <laughs> you pull you pull out from under your shirt, and all of a sudden it's all bright there. <laughs> does an eighteen hit this dude? Oh yeah. Oh, this is, a, this is a frail little wizard. Oh, oh my dude, I'm so sorry. So it's, it's going to be two d six plus three, which is thirteen. I'm going to start writing numbers down because I'm going to need them. Uh, thirteen, and then because it's flaming, it does another two d six which is eight. And then I uh, remember how I was raging before, so I got a two damage on that. Hey, I'm also rogue one, so this is a sneak attack. Like the movie? A sneak attack doesn't work with great swords. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, 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 well, hold on. I believe on. it's written, it has to be a finesse weapon. Okay, okay, wait, hold on. It does say finesse weapon. Uh, so let me, I can, I can fix this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I actually, yeah, actually, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to revise what I did here and wait a minute. Do I have the ability to like, if I'm, if, if I'm raged, I can end my rage as a bonus action. God damn it. I can't, I can't cast spells while I'm raged and I can't end it and also do damage on this turn. Okay. 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 So we won't, we won't do the sneak attack. So this is going to be 23 damage. That's a pretty good turn. Well, who said my turn was done? That's a great point. Uh, so then I also have uh, War Priest. So when I use the attack action, I can make uh, weapon attack as a bonus action. <laughs> we'll go ahead and do that real quick. Um, so it's another another two d six plus three. Yeah, roll the roll the hit first though. I, I listen. I just get excited. I, I, I mean, I don't blame you. This is exciting. He's just gonna make up the number, so I don't know why. No, I'm not. I'm not actually. 24. See? Uh, yeah, that, that definitely hits. If I was going to make up a number, I'd make up a bigger one. <laughs> uh, 67. And then we got 2d6 for the flaming sword. Seems like they shouldn't let me do this. Seems like you shouldn't let me do this. But hey, here we are. One shot, no rules. 15, 17 damage. All right, anything else on your turn? I, I don't think so. I think I'm out. <laughs> as, you, as you pop out from hiding the sword somehow. And just just wail into this frail little wizard. I will say in your rage, you'll notice this. He's carrying a staff, as a dark wizard does. And at the top of the staff, it looks like there's like a, a large tooth. And this tooth has like this weird red glow to it, as though something's active. But as you, as you slam it, he's like, what the fuck? Where did you come from? After each hit, just... Ah! When he makes that noise, it... Uh... 
turns my sword off. Oh, no. <laughs> that was the word. How would you know the word? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I believe that is Barada's turn to do some monk shit. See, now that, now that I see Langstaff, but I'm engaged with uh, the ogre. Oh, congratulations. We invited to the wedding? Yeah, of course. I'm going to step of the wind. I'm going to spend a key point, because why not? And I'm gonna spend. I'm gonna uh, disengage as bonus action. Nice. And then I'm going to try to tackle uh, Langstaff and pull his and see if I can wrench the staff from his hands. How do you do that? I'm curious, and I'm, I've been wondering. And so I figured I'd invite another dungeon master <laughs> on to see what it's like when <laughs> when I try to break the rules. Give me a strength check. And he's gonna he's gonna resist it with probably just a, a straight strength as well. Pretty strong for a monk. Uh, I got a eighteen. You're gonna have to correct me on the math. I'm a little I'm a little fuzzy on my math. But does that beat a zero? Because <laughs> <laughs> I you rolled a natural one. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you just like wail into he's him like, and he's like barely even holding it. on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you 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 get it. Um, I take it and I, I go, hello, and I try to talk to the staff. Does that work? The staff, the staff does not respond to you, no. Um, and then I try to smash it on the ground. Probably won't break though, right? Uh, do this as athletics. <laughs> Perhaps it'll respond to force. <laughs> <laughs> ah, shit. Um, I rolled so bad. Uh, seven. As you go to, as you go to slam, slam it down, uh, it just kind of bounces off the rock. Like you barely, you barely tapped it. Ah, <laughs> oh, this is an evil staff. <laughs> Link says, "You fool! If you break that, that ogre, ogre will rampage throughout the lands. I'm the only one who can control it. Give me my staff back." Anything else on your turn? I'm good. Horse Maya. Yeah. So what I'm gonna do with my sixty feet of movement is move twenty feet back from the ogre and then run at it full speed uh, with my horsey legs. And uh, do my my. It's gonna take a disengage an opportunity attack as you back away the first time. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's fucking hilarious. Fifteen. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this horse might die. Uh, does fourteen bludgeoning? So the horse is dead. No. Oh. Forget about the horse. I'm like ah fuck, damn it, trip fall, <laughs> cave floor. <laughs> I'm assuming I still have my human actions. Yes. Yeah, you still have your action and bonus action. Yeah, great, fantastic. Uh, yeah, so I duck and roll, and I jump out, and I'm like, ha! It was all a distraction. And then I take a massive uh, rip out of my arcane focus, and I'm going to cast Spike Growth underneath the ogre. And so when it moves into or within the area, it takes, uh, yeah, 2d4. Yeah, so you don't you don't need to make an attack roll either, so. Perfect. Okay, yeah. And then from the ground up come these plant-like spikes that start to ensnare this ogre peed. And for my bonus action, I go, ha! You can kill the horse, but you can't kill me. Famous last words. Uh, roll 2d4 uh, damage as it starts its turn. Six points of damage. Okay. So as these spikes grow out of the ground, you see you see various different ogre legs like kind of stepping up and trying to avoid them, and, and it's kind of wobbling back and forth. It's going to charge at Barada. For every five feet it moves, it takes 2d4 damage. It's stupid. It's so dumb. And that covers tw a 20-foot radius. Did you center it on it? 
center center the spell on it. Um, I centered it so that it's so that my compatriots are not hurt by it. <laughs> Possibly thirty feet of spikes. Uh, so roll twelve d four for a total of thirty points of damage. Okay, that's not great for it. Uh, I'm about to read you a rule, though, Michael, and I, I apologize. <laughs> As the ogre is trampling through these these spikes that have grown out of the ground, bleeding more and more with each step, it is going to take a haphazard charge. Hmm. Well, actually, first I have to hit you. Then we'll see. Uh, yeah, I mean, what's your AC now? 19. Uh, roll the 19. Oh, come on. <laughs> this guy. 14 plus 5. You could say any numbers. I could, but... The, the dice want to tell a story, Mike. Has anyone ever thought about how you can just say any number? <laughs> right? Uh, if the Ogrepede moves at least 10 feet straight towards a creature and then hits it with a slam attack on the same turn, the attack is treated as though the Ogrepede scored a crit. Nice. That's bad. Jesus. But attack rolls against the Ogrepede have advantage until the start of its next turn. That's only one good thing is it's not rolling as many dice as it did. Ooh. 18. 18 bludgeoning damage. Ow. It's many legs moving towards you, and just like one of the torsos just slams into you. And, Borf, it is your turn. You've got a bleeding Langstaff kind of right next to you, and a giant ogre peat just, just beyond your dragonborn friend. Oh, God. Um, sleep is a confusing spell. Uh, actually, that might potentially work, because he probably doesn't have many hit points at this point. You can't necessarily target one person because it does. It just starts with whoever has the lowest hit points and moves up from there. All right. It's kind of a weird spell. So I might put Borreda to sleep because I'm assuming you've been hit a couple of times. Yeah, I'm probably going to bed. If you well, no, because it's within 20 feet of a point I choose, and you're way back, right? Oh yes. Never mind. Uh, I might just go to sleep anyway. Yeah, I mean, if you want to, come close. Um, yeah, I might try it anyway. It's a one shot. Uh, we get that one-shot energy. Eight plus five, 13. Uh, how many hit points do you have, Michael? I have so many hit points. I have 15. Perfect. Yeah, so as you cast that, uh, Langstaff is giving the speech about how he's the only one who can control this ogre, ogre peed. Uh, and he just kind of starts slurring some words. Uh, it was again, uh, I honestly lay down for a second. Uh, and just kind of curls up. Oh, does anyone have a glass of warm water? <laughs> Anything else on your turn? Yeah, as a bonus action, I end my rage. Okay, and uh, Barada, you have a staff. You got slammed. Uh, Langstaff is sleeping. Um, what is, is the ogre peed still angry? Uh, it is still angry. The staff you have, that tooth is still glowing. If you remember, the last instructions that it gave was to not let you all leave the caves alive. Hmm. I blow on the and It's like an ember. It, it glows a little hotter when you blow on it. I say, we are best friends. Roll me a, just a straight charisma check. Good. <laughs> Plus zero. <laughs> I rolled a 20. <gasps> <laughs> so as you whisper that to the tooth, one of the ogre heads that just, like, sort of mid-torso in the stack of torsos turns and looks at you and says, Friends? Oh, mate. You're gonna join us now, friend. Okay. Think of all the wonderful things you could do, all the high shelves you could reach. 
good at shelves. Lots of shelves. Do you have any cows? Oh, we've got cows. <laughs> yeah. We've got sheep. We've got a lot of sheep. Oh. And cows. Yum. With lots of nipples. We we have lots of nipples, too. <laughs> you really do! Potentially more than is proportionally correct. I, I think we're the only thing of our proportion, so it's like, who's to say what is correct proportioned? One of its arms falls off. That's so amazing. Hey, what is your name? Do you have a name? Uh, Ollie. Oh, Ollie. Ollie, there's a great cliff over here. Can I show you the cliff? Are, are you going to show me a view over this cliff? Oh, yeah. Come on. You gotta look real close, though. What? Look over further. You're not looking further enough. Uh, the first the first head starts to, to lean over. What, what, are we, what are we looking for? It's a... Do you see the shiny bit down below? Oh. Keeps, it keeps leaning. It keeps leaning. Now, keep, you look down. You don't see it? No, uh, no, not yet. Another, another head. There's not even anything here. I push him as hard as I can off the cliff. <laughs> Roll an athletics. Can I, can I assist for? Yeah, I feel like we, I feel like we should all be assisting here. Actually, why don't you all? Uh, I want you to all give me uh, athletics checks, and and we're gonna add your totals together. <laughs> okay. My athletics is plus nine. Mine is minus two. But I rolled a natural 20. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a 14 plus 5. I want you three to paint me a word picture of how the three of you push this ogre pee off a cliff to its death. Uh, Borada, uh, like, you know, squats down in front of him somehow without him noticing. <laughs> just so it's an extra thing to trip on. The other two just line up a butt cheek and just... Yeah, I feel like this thing like go this it gets a decent like bit of horizontal distance before you see it start start falling down. Yeah. Yeah. I also I wild shape into a gorilla, beat my chest and then go ooh and push as hard as I can. <laughs> <laughs> but you can see you can see the the ones that are on more what we would call like the back end of this ogre peed. Uh you can see like the, the arms trying to like scratch the ground like yelling at the yelling at the heads up front. Like, no, come back, we're gonna fall! Um, as you are you are all pushing it, and then it falls as it screams. Oh. That's a job well done. And the uh the that tooth on the top of the staff uh stops glowing. I, I knock on it. Like tap, tap, tap. So uh we just wanna go uh tie up this uh loose uh loose end with the wizard, give him a couple stabs, and we'll be on our way. That seems like a good Good plan. Or or I can hold his head, and you two can grab him by the legs, and we can rip. Ooh. Could be fun. I'm still a gorilla. Collectively, we just rolled like a 55 strength <laughs> or whatever to push the thing off the... <laughs> well, and, and he had he had 11 hit points left when you cast that sleep spell Damn. on him. So he's not, he's not doing great. Is, is, that the, is that the method of murder you're doing with him? Let's slop him up. I, I wake him up before... Well, let's tie him up. Can we tie him up? <laughs> tie him up. Yeah. And I wake him up and I go, How would you feel about being a red dragon? He spits he spits at you. Alright, do him in. Give him a good bash. Well we tried. I mean he was asleep when you turned into a gorilla, so he's gotta be confused. <laughs> <laughs> he's just torn apart by <laughs> You don't even need to, to roll for that, because collectively a gorilla, a guy with a plus plus nine strength and a monk are gonna gonna do fine against a tied up wizard. 
Yeah, so as you beat the dark wizard Langstaff to a pulp and you complete your contract uh, as this creature that was terrorizing the town has been defeated, along with which you discover is some shady dealings by the black magpies uh, controlling and using this creature in order that they can easily win more contracts. You return back to Rexford. Wayne is waiting and his little gnome voice uh, says, so, uh, did, did you, did you do it? Is is it done? Oh, we did it, lad. <laughs> you truly are legends. Uh, maybe we could get one more, one more of those, those, those sketches real quick. But could I, could I be in this one with like maybe like, like giving a good thumbs up or something like that? I mean, I'm gonna drink so much that I pass out. So whatever happens after that's fine by me. That's that's great. Uh, and and as as you are all celebrating, a small toddler walks into the room. Uh, dressed in a suit, he says, uh, I'm here from Baby, the, the Better Adventuring Bureau Incorporated. Oh my god, it's the boss baby. <laughs> uh, as you know, our contracts are magical and upon completion, uh, we, we, we have been notified. And with the completion of this, this contract, uh, I've contacted your patrons as well. The Red Dragons will be promoted next year. Congratulations. Oh, what a happy day. Uh, milk's on me. Alright. Anyways, uh, congratulations. And as you have defeated the Ogrepeed and the Dark Wizard Langstaff and got the Red Dragons promoted, the three of you go down in Red Dragons history. Ooh. Ooh. And you did it. You completed the Inspired by Wrexham yeah. <laughs> one shot. <Yay. laughs> it's beautiful, Steven. It's a work of art. Thank you. Thank you. That was a lot of fun. Thanks for thanks for having us. This was this was a good Thank time. Thank you. That was super yeah, fun. I know this is awesome. Yeah, thanks for having us. And we tried to keep it tight. I, you know how long how long uh, one shots can turn into whole campaigns or four hour <laughs> events. I I did expect that this was going to go to like ten thirty. I was prepped for it. Well, thank you everybody for joining us. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, we're on Twitter. Uh, we're at Geekly Inc. or at D and D Podcast. I, you can find me personally at Thrifty Nerd. Oh, I'm at the Mike Bachman. Yeah, you can find both of us at the Fayforge Academy, which on on Twitter mostly is at Fayforge Academy. Uh, Fay is spelled F A E, so F A E F O R G E Academy. And you can find me at the underscore bad DM on some social media. You'll have to roll the dice and find out which ones I'm <laughs> actively using at the time. Thanks, Big Tech. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I'm M. I'm on Fayforge Academy. You can find me there. I am also on the improvised comedy podcast 20 Sided Stories, which is releasing its new pirate-themed season, Ooh. not weekly, but whenever our editor can do it. <laughs> Hell yeah. We love you, that's editors. A, I mean, that's a mood. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, releasing weekly on all your podcast platforms. Um, I'm Emily Irv on Twitter. That's E-M-I-L-Y-E-R-V. Uh, and I've been gone for a long time, but I quit my job, and so now I can wear elf ears during the day again. Yay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Thank you so much for having us. All right, well, uh, until next time, keep it dicey.
Yeah, I didn't realize. And actually, no, <laughs> actually, no spoilers for the podcast. I was going to say death is not always the end in Forge Academy. <laughs> That's true. Um, but yeah, I've been, it's been a, a beautiful over a year journey. Um, we have a friggin' fantastic cast. Uh, obviously an amazing DM, which you're all going to get to witness a little bit of that this evening. Um, and <laughs> don't grimace. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it it has been such a, a joy to be able to play Dungeons and Dragons with such a cool crew. Like every, nice. every other weekend? Yes, every other weekend. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. A beautiful staple in my life. <laughs> So he has to put up with my shenanigans uh, quite a bit. Um, so hopefully there isn't too much payback tonight. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna <laughs> tap the mic the whole time I'm not talking. <laughs> Maybe even while I am talking. <laughs> wow, that felt that felt so targeted. <laughs> so strange. No, it's just it's just I, you 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 do a lot of cutting or clipping, right? I mean, no. What are you who's talking? To, I sit quietly and pay attention. Oh my god. <laughs> Sometimes huge alarms go off right at nine o'clock. Uh, My cat's diabetic. Yeah. Oh, mm. it's time for a shot. Oh no! My wife's gonna wait. Insulin? Mm -hmm. Oh, is it like what a tiny vial of it's insulin? It's so for little. Cats? It was oh. very expensive. Um, oh no! <laughs> but he gets a churu every time he gets his insulin, so he loves it. Mm. Fucking love Shoot, it. He yeah. starts purring. Yeah. When he sees the needle, he starts purring now. It's it's great. I should try that with my kids. Are they diabetic? Tiny vials of insulin. <laughs> I mean, they they freak out every time we have to get vaccines and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, oh, get my churro. Delicious. Hold a churro to the side. <laughs> For those who who don't have my, my daughter does that. Oh. We had to get her the uh, when we had to get her the rabies vaccine. That oh, was a Jesus. nightmare. Was it a um? preventative or reactionary rabies vaccine uh a little bit of both because we had a bat in the house and mm. we couldn't be a hundred percent sure it didn't bite anybody so mm. shit yeah uh well if if you don't know great. what a churu is if you're not a cat owner it's essentially a gogurt but like with like <laughs> gooey fish or other nasty meat in it it's, so it's the grossest thing ever yum <laughs> i need a fish gogurt no you can't no, I want it to be yogurt, but like fish flavored. <laughs> Prove it. Do it live. You can make this happen. Yeah. All right, Steven. <laughs> Subscribe. This seems like a different, a different week's, <laughs> a different week's adventure. <laughs> let let us turn things okay. over to Steven. Steven, please uh, paint us a word picture of some kind. See, baby, baby, better adventures bureau incorporated. Ah, yeah. yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> the Red Dragons Adventures Guild. <laughs> I'd like each of you to introduce the character that you're playing. Give a little description. Who should go first? I'd like to think that I like to think that dragonborn tails are sort of like lizards in our real world, where they're defense mechanisms. So, like, if just a large flying beast grabs <laughs> you, it just that's it detaches. Yeah. Do you, you going to be okay? Well, you know that I am a vegetarian, but. I don't know what this accent is. <laughs> oh. uh, somebody else has already taken the bites. No, no worries there. Uh, yeah, no, we're not going to make you eat it, dude. Don't worry. All right. You say so. I would never violate your <laughs> dietary restrictions. 
Only, only beer for me. Borf, <laughs> um, uh, Michael, you're gonna have to say your name again. Borda, you've got to Which way do they go? Oh, we can follow I keep trying that to way. I keep trying to fall into your voice, Michael. I don't know why. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what do you do? Oh, you're muted. I know. Um, uh, ChatGPT gave me two weapon fighting and then also gave me a gray sword. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, ChatGTP. <laughs> Whoa, Dark Wizard is powerful. <laughs> <laughs> you just legit uh, think they're dead. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, shit. <laughs> How many nipples do ogres normally have? I don't. Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> so what are y'all doing? My cat is scratching at the door. I'll be right back. I'm sure it's not. Eight cats. So yeah, that would be a lot of nipples. Cats have a lot of nipples. Oh my god. Uh, too many. It's it's almost greedy. Yeah, what's that about? Save some for <laughs> the rest of us. <laughs> Shout out to Kobold Press for making for making a monster called the Ogrepeed that I have been waiting for literally years to use in a campaign <laughs> or one shot. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Kobold Press. Yep. No. So my computer just crashed. Oh no. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Oh, your face isn't rough. moving anymore. Yeah, all I did was resize well, a window. This seems like a great, like, a great moment for like you. a ten minute break. Then, um, yeah, oh. I'll do a little restart here, oh, and hopefully, key. it saved my audio. Yeah, I'm sure it did. Right. Okay. Right. Don't I'll go be anywhere. Right back if the stream, the stream right can't hear us. Oh, oh no, the stream is not up. Don't don't go anywhere. I'll tell the stream that we'll be back. Punch him in the dick. Any of them. How many dicks is that? Um, <laughs> roll for dicks. I did actually roll for dicks and I rolled a 13. So this thing is 13 dicks canonically. <laughs> wow. Let's see. You get a couple D8s here. What the fuck does a D8 even look like? Why can I not picture what a D8 looks like? Two pyramids on top of That's each other. That's right, yes. Because there wasn't one in that pile. You've been playing for 10 years. <laughs> oh, I thought my mic was muted. You guys didn't have to listen to that. <laughs> All right. I rolled a 20. I we love to see it. I I'm um, not going to turn my camera on. Maybe I can. can yeah, I? yeah. It's good to not do that when you're lying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not lying. You just you can just pick it up and rotate it exactly where you. Uh, uh, oh. Come on, baby. Luckily, there was no time in between when he turned his camera <laughs> off. And there it is. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Look at that beauty. Nice. Uh, Mm. And also, are you going to of mice and men this ogre? Oh, okay, he's <laughs> <laughs> okay. too horrible to live. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking this is like, this is kind of like the good son. 
<laughs> you know anybody seen it? No. All right. Sorry. Macaulay Culkin. He tells Elijah Wood, "Don't fuck with me." No. Okay. I know that's a very popular reference that lots of people. Get. I have so many questions about all those sentences that you just said. Yeah, all those words made sense to me separately. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know it's a thing. Yeah. But is that helpful? Says- Wait, and, and before you do, this is going to make it so much better. And I hold my arcane focus up to his mouth. <laughs> the one that's talking. <laughs> well, <laughs> and I let him take it. a huge hit. Uh, but the smoke, <laughs> the smoke comes out of another one that starts coughing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, for, I forgot I forgot you grown-ups don't 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 do milk as, as much as us but uh oh yeah. I can show you milky <laughs> <laughs> oh. look smoke right in the baby's face <laughs> <laughs> hi I'm Daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. (coughs) (coughs) Uh, 